So by my count, this is, I think, officially the 2,735th time that Apple is working on a streaming TV service. Does that seem about right? <laughs> hmm. I think it's, I don't think it's quite that many times, but I'd have yes. to check the spreadsheet. I believe it, though. I think it's happening. You think this is real? I think that Sling... Because the Wall Street Journal would never be two, wrong. Two, two things. You and Gene One, Monster. Sling TV um, would hasten any plans along. Apple's going to look at Sling and say, well, geez, if they can do it, we should be able to do it. And I don't believe that Sling works with the Apple TV, um, which only is going to frost Apple's kibbles even more. And then <laughs> two... I don't think that's a thing. The detail, the detail of the story of, plus they're pissed off at NBC for whatever bullshit, so NBC's not a part of it. That sounds totally <laughs> Apple-ish. That I 100% believe. Well, except there was a, sip, a separate article in 9 to 5 that says that NBC is working on an app for the Apple TV. So <laughs> they damn well better. Um, yeah, that, but it would be a cable dependent one. So much yeah, like right. the NBC and app that's already, like completely, already completely useless to me. I don't know why NBC, like, I don't know. Why wouldn't you get into this game? I feel like HBO's got the right idea here. Like, let's maximize oh, yeah. the number of people who'll pay for our stuff. Except let's offer it as an exclusive window. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing HBO is doing that's totally weird is. I don't understand why it needs a different name. Why would it just be HBO Go? Like, is there any difference between HBO? I think they should have called it HBO HBO, Go. HBO Gone. HBO Go Now. HBO <laughs> Now Go. Go out the door. HBO, get out of here. They may have some licensing thing. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> you don't want to look at those contracts. My cable company, Cablevision, says they're they're the first cable company to say, "Hey, we will work with." hbo now i'm like well i already have hbo go you already <laughs> you already now work with hbo <laughs> but they're gonna do yeah so i don't know it's it's a mess what a mess yeah what we need is a new device <laughs> <laughs> so but my understanding on this to is watch that, stuff on you yeah, but, <laughs> just yeah right i mean like like i got extra hdmi ports yeah. So this is, but this is another like over the top style thing, right? Where it's like you would pay directly, you would pay Apple like what, like they're saying like forty bucks a month or something like that, and you would get a bunch. of So like the same sort of thing Sling is doing, where you pay them like a monthly fee and you get a handful of streaming channels, including in this case apparently live TV. Uh, if it doesn't have built-in DVR in, I'm not interested. Okay. I won't. It's the only reason I haven't signed up for Slim. No, you just. That's why you just go to iTunes. You just buy stuff on iTunes. <laughs> but it's. I, I don't understand how. Like, I like all the things Sling is doing. And just today, as we're recording this, they said here's some more channels we're adding, like Lifetime and other crap that nobody watches. And now you can watch us on the Xbox One. In addition, so great. I think those are all good things. But until, like, right now, you still have to watch shows either as they're airing or in like a three-day window after they air for the channels that they have that support on-demand viewing which isn't cool. on them and i don't want to have to worry about those things so we just right. reinvented the we just reinvented the television <laughs> is what you're saying yeah I, I don't know I, I i want full dvr in there that's all i'm saying well yeah okay not dvr right i mean why not just like streaming <laughs> Just, you know, I just want to watch things when I want to watch them. Well, well, right. But I mean, uh, the same concept. I just want to be able to watch the show. Yeah, but I want to, have to like program the damn thing to record something. Honestly, I kind of do because 
anybody who does streaming on demand is going to make me watch ads. And if I'm paying, I don't want to have to watch the fucking ads the same way I don't on the TiVo. Yeah, but if they do a DVR, you'll just have to skip through the ads anyways. Right, but I'm saying I would much rather skip through the ads than be forced to watch the ads. Oh, yeah, they won't make those unskippable, I'm sure. No, they don't have to. Come on now. (laughs) Why wouldn't they? I mean... Uh, I mean, that's because that's what DVRs do today, right? You can look at your TiVo or your dish. Yeah, but the, the and... problem there is that you're that's being made by TiVo, which is a separate entity, whereas all these things have to actually license stuff probably from the the networks, which aren't going to like that. You're envisioning something about bro- taping broadcast television that I don't understand because. Well, it's not even you're basically recording. It's like using like a screen capture app is what you're saying, <laughs> essentially, right? <laughs> Maybe you should just be doing that. <laughs> Set Why don't you get flow. a TV tuner to hook up <laughs> get to your a Mac TV Mini? Tuner. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, yeah, I mean, like get, buy a Mac Mini. It'll probably save you money, save you money in the long run. Well, I mean, I watch a lot of TV and I, I mean, I use Hulu because it's convenient um because they have it all even though it's you know paid and has ads which is the right. best thing ever um it's cheap it's still though. every yeah but everything's there and the ads are fairly unintrusive. Short. yeah compared yeah. to broadcast ads I, every once right. in a while i you know we'll be at someone's house and we'll watch like something on on actual live television and it's horrendous mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i just love like we I, tivo doesn't put in the 30 second skip button into the remote automatically it's just like a skip ahead eight seconds button or something. I don't even know what the button does. Oh no, it skips to the next like 15 minute increment of the show, but you can program the remote to make it into a 30 second skip. So the Friedman family <laughs> television watching routine is the commercial. Comes. You send, you send one of your children up to like press a button and like <laughs> skip no, ahead. So, no, the remote, once you've programmed the remote once it's programmed forever. Um, but so the commercial comes, you hit the 60 second, the 30 second skip button like six times, and then you probably hit the backup eight second button once, and then you've skipped all the commercials. It takes literally five seconds to get through all the commercials. And so I find even Hulu's like two minutes of ads totally unbearable, or it's one minute of ads. Okay, like, so t- you're, you're saying that if you are, so if you were to pay 30 or $40 for an Apple service with apparently 25-ish TV networks, uh, you would need it. To have some sort of recording ability, specifically recording, not not an on-demand stream. On-demand would be enough. I mean, despite all my complaints about the ads. By the way, I can't wait to tell you about our two advertisers later on. But despite all my complaints <laughs> about the ads. Um, yeah, what business do you work in? I have no idea. But so I'm just saying the the my knock against Sling is not the fact that it has ads or whatever. It's that it does it does it only has like a very narrow on demand window and not for everything like if i'm paying for these channels and i have them i want to be able to watch all the shows whenever i feel like it at the same way that i could if if it was going through my dvr i can't have a worse television enjoyment experience because i've upgraded to a streaming service so here's my concern is that uh, 30 to 40 dollars a month which is 25 channels which isn't bad and I, i've sort of alluded to this before but if you add the hbo now on top of that you're looking at 45 to 55 dollars uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm already paying for just internet which cost me like 65 bucks a month or something look at this guy yeah really yeah needs the internet weird <laughs> <laughs> works online but like at that point Am I not better off going back to Comcast and being like, yeah, you might as well just sign me up for cable TV? Like, what is my advantage? No, because it's Comcast, but <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're never better off going back to Comcast. That's that's fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm paying more money. But Well, unless, I mean, unless 
Is HBO explicitly not part of that package? Oh, the you think HBO now then I'm sure it's not part of it. You're sure I just I'm, I don't I didn't read the article. I heard about the article. I, I don't pay for the Wall Street Journal. Obviously, I'm just reading the republishes of it. I'll yeah, pay right. Wall Street Journal. Right. I already have more crap than I can watch, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, and, so and the stuff, I mean, the broadcast, there's nothing I want to watch on broadcast, except, I mean, with the possible exception of some sporting events. But like, so it. here's the question. If you, what makes a 30 to $40 service better than the $8 a month that you get from Hulu? It's either got to be you have more content right. available or you're providing or no fewer ads. ads. And I don't yes. think that, you know, as, as Lex is sort of worried about, I don't think it's going to be fewer ads. Right. Well, no, I mean, the one big difference would be the fact that it's live. So you could watch if you wanted to as it's like you have to wait till the next day. So everybody's already talking. Well, about let it. me tell you about a magical device I have called an antenna that hooks up to my television and lets me watch TV live. I can't do it. What? We don't have we can't get anything. But <laughs> the, the wilds of New is, Jersey doesn't let you get live HD TV. No, I can get like two channels. That's it. Wow. But it's also sports. S- sucks right? to be you. Well, yeah. Well, if you care about sports. <laughs> right. You love baseball. I like they call, baseball. They call you Baseball Dan. They do? <laughs> no. They this episode know. brought to you by Baseball Dan. For all your baseball needs. Uh, Ask for him by name. <laughs> but I, I will say, there's two things that I, I would, would keep me from getting it right now. The non-existent rumored Apple streaming service. <laughs> One is, I want to know about the on-demand option. And then two is... It's only going to work on Apple TV and iOS devices. And as we have long discussed, the Apple TV is the worst of all the streaming devices. <laughs> uh, and if it doesn't work on the Roku or at least the Fire, then I'm, I'm a little bit less interested. You should write like a scathing uh, editorial about how, uh, how terrible it is. <laughs> Do not yeah. exist an Apple subscription service. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't see any way that it works on either the Roku oh, no, or the Fire not. TV. That yeah. seems insane. No, there's not. That's not. That's so so maybe you're better off with Sling TV right now still then. I mean, yeah. other than Sling doesn't, it sounds like Apple might, Apple's clout might allow it to get more partners on board. Right. Um, but uh, I think it remains to be seen. I think people like when Apple has, like, I think the people who own the content like when Apple has competition, right? When they all got, oh yeah, there were, yeah. all those companies got fired up about potential iTunes killers and then none of them really stuck until streaming services. Um, you're not using the Walmart one? And I think there's, I think there is some some music industry Schadenfreude regarding the fact that iTunes Radio uh, does not have anywhere near the appeal of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I think that, and that's part of the thing. You know, they're rumored to be trying to fix with Beats, right? Yeah. But we're still it remains to be seen. A whole year, a whole year shot to hell. Hey, Lex. Anyway. Yes. You know, I I heard there was a topic that you were just really dying to tell our listeners about. You're actually right, Dan. For once. <laughs> that topic is that the rebound is supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors like John Moltz for just one quarter of the cost of using a traditional advisor. Wealthfront monitors your account 24-7. That's literally all the time there is automatically rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront is also overseen by a team of investment experts, the same experts who launched the Index Fund Revolution and who've written some of the most important books in finance. In case you're still not convinced, 
You should know that Wealthfront manages over $2 billion in client assets and has saved millions of dollars on taxes for its clients. So with Wealthfront watching over your investments every day, what will you do with all your extra time? Go to Wealthfront.com slash rebound to get your first $10,000 managed for free. Again, it's Wealthfront.com slash rebound. And now it's everybody's favorite part. It's disclaimer time. Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. I love that part. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, so I want to ask you guys about uh, also about the USB-C, since there's been a lot of talk about that. I'm waiting for Z, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I, are you excited though are you unexcited do you not care should you I, care i'm should kind I of care? wait and see i don't know I, sounds, I got excited that sounds like a sensible approach screw you wait, wait and see is that a pun is that... No, it wasn't a pun it oh, wasn't meant to be a pun. Boo. but like, boo. I, I, I was i was i i don't even own a thunderbolt cable sure so i, I booing, missed but... the entire I missed the entire Thunderbolt. So here's a revolution. here's a funny story about Thunderbolt, which is I did not have a Thunderbolt cable, but the one I I now have, I believe, was IDGs. So <laughs> suck it, IDG. <laughs> we are on the rebound. <laughs> Stealing things. I will say it's pretty cool, though. I mean, because the one thing I do use it for is I've needed to transfer over GarageBand files when I'm like, okay, I'm going out of town. I need to edit a podcast like this fine podcast. And GarageBand <laughs> files are many gigabytes often. So I'll use Thunderbolt. Uh, you can do IP over Thunderbolt, and you can you know then just drag it over, and it transfers incredibly fast. But there is nothing else that uses it, so it's basically just for trans like transferring stuff from my iMac to my MacBook. Is C any faster than three? It is faster. It's uh, so it? it's three point okay. one basically. So it's a slight revision. <laughs> I think it goes up to five gigabits per second, which is okay. still relatively. Why slow. did they name it like this? Why is it USB no one two? Knows. USB yeah, right. Yeah. USB C. <laughs> it's not no. So it's a C type connector is the problem. Apple Apple abbreviates it USB C, but it's usually actually a USB Type C connector because if you know your lingo, the old USB cables, the square rectangular one is, I believe, USB A. A. And think, then the yeah. square one that used to connect to like your like Printer. big desktop peripherals um, on the other end of that cable was right. was B. So this is C. And then there and are then, like eight dozen other kinds of cables that don't fit right. between B and C. The fact that they had mini and micro is such bullshit. Oh, my God. Well, they're like, I you can make it people. smaller. At least they didn't have a USB nano cable. <laughs> yeah. And then there are all those people who like argue that, oh, you know, Apple should have used this instead of used Lightning because it's a standard. It's like, bullshit, it's a standard. There's like, there's like it just came out. Six different kinds. I, well, um, I, I, you can imagine, and probably they already exist. Um, but I, I can imagine accessories for this new MacBook that'll be like a battery pack that you can charge up, mm-hmm. and it'll also have a bunch of other USB ports on it, so that you can say, "Look, I'm plugging in my laptop to this battery doohickey, so that I can charge from it, and it can run all these other devices that are connected to it through regular USB whatnot." And so, like, that's one thing that I thought of was cool. But I was thinking then, you know what would be even cooler? If the laptop had more battery power and ports built in, so I didn't need this stupid fucking accessory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, why? part of me wonders why not use the, the lightning cable over for instead of USB-C, but I imagine that's largely because it can't provide enough power. 
And I guess they had to go with lightning simply because they there was a gap in between. They wanted to go. Th- they wanted to go thinner, but they needed to go thinner sooner than C would be. It available. doesn't. It doesn't matter. USB C is, I think, still thicker than lightning. So, oh, is it? Even, okay. Oh, yeah, it's lar- It's a larger port. So it, they still, given how much they like making their devices super sure. small and super thin, I don't think USB C is small enough. Okay. Uh, it's smaller, I think, or on a roughly a par with at least the micro, if not the mini port, I think. So, I mean, so here's the thing. In theory, a bunch of the other Android smartphones might switch to this eventually or the other, you know, non-Apple smartphones, which means hopefully a lot fewer cables down the road. But, you know, uh, Apple being Apple, <laughs> they're, the they're never going to be compatible. seems pretty unlikely. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll start getting messages on your Mac that says this peripheral is not compatible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i mean it all fits with the whole idea that apple wants its uh uh you know one port basically or one one cable where it can i'm just yeah. pissed about the lack of the magsafe thing because i really liked magsafe it was one of my favorite features yeah and this totally it, did you see uh glenn fleischman did a post over it at, yes. at MacWorld about how hard <laughs> it would be to take to like pull out or if you tripped over a cable how likely it would be that the cable would detach instead of the macbook going flying answer very easy yeah your, your so, macbook's gonna be on the floor a lot so some have suggested that apple could put the MagSafe on the other side of the power adapter right so like where the cable leaves your computer and then goes into the power brick that would be funny but that i think it's me off so much when i think about how many times my MagSafe becomes detached when i don't want it to when it's right within reach when it's somewhere <laughs> on the floor I, and i've got to bend down to fix it just go fuck yourself i There's hear no people talk about that a lot that's that never happens to me your earplug never it n- pops never no i mean not worth mentioning anyway but awesome. i have definitely heard that from from several other people so um, i don't know what you guys are doing with your laptops do you use your laptop i don't want to know what you guys are doing with your <laughs> laptops do you use your laptop on your lap yeah uh, yeah but i usually when i use it on my lap i'm usually not plugged in gotcha what about so. your laptop is it plugged in <laughs> i'd rather not say that was a, that was a lex joke uh, yeah i know <laughs> The iPhone, do you think the iPhone could ever use a magnetic, uh, like, charger, like a wireless? So you're, like, your toothbrush, for example, if you ever used a wireless right. toothbrush, may have, like, one of those magnetic induction chargers. I, mean, I don't know if there's enough power to be delivered over that to a MacBook, say, but I feel like you could definitely power a phone. There's other phones that have done that. Right. I mean, Mophie makes cases for the 5S and 5C, at least, that can be charged via conduction right now. Right, but you want it built Not in. For the 5C. Thing. You, don't wanna, the you don't want to have to get a specific case. I right, feel like. but so I mean, it, but that just tells me that it could be done. Like, they, the Apple could build it into the phone itself. Right? Do you think they um, will? I mean, you remember? I remember back the uh, the Palm Pre had one of those. It was optional. You had to like swap out the back plate faceplate, right. but it and came see, with like a little charger. It looked kind of like a stump stand. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the challenge, though, right? Because it, you have to still be. You don't want to have to pack a second accessory when you're traveling, and you want to be right. able to charge your phone anyway. Right. So it's got to have a regular plug and the charging base too, Iggy. So if they can find an elegant way to do that, then I think yes. But well, it's like unless wireless charging just becomes commonplace. I mean, there are some places, you know, Starbucks, I think, has put wireless chargers in a bunch of its locations. But, you know, I agree that if you can't just plug it into the wall, <laughs> it's kind of a right. non-starter. Right. Yeah. Unless I you mean, have both. Yeah. I mean, if you have both, that it doesn't really save you anything, right? Like, if you had the, both the ability to be magnetically charged wirelessly right. and it's a port... Fun. 
but that doesn't really get you any of the benefits unless you're just sort of trying to urge people towards like, all right, we're going to grandfather it in for a while. Because I think the one thing the the MacBook does get kind of right is that so much stuff is done wirelessly these days that you don't need the kind of port support that you used to. Port support. Port support. But just with all those parts and the you know the the charging doohickey you need and the cables and all that stuff. Just think of the inventory management. Actually, <laughs> speaking of inventory management, I want to talk to you right because I want to talk about the 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 new Touch Force Touch track. I don't know what it's called, but I want to talk about that. But before we do, I want to talk about Fresh View to Go. You guys remember these folks? Yeah. Discover how easy online inventory management can be with Fresh View to Go, an intuitive and dynamic software solution. With Fresh View to Go. You can view and manage your inventory from anywhere in the world whenever you want. That's the beauty of web-based inventory management, people. You're always in charge. All you need is an internet connection and an iPad, laptop, or another tablet or PC, and you're good to go. Use the information at your fingertips to support decision-making, such as inventory purchases to optimize stock levels. You'll always know what inventory quantities are available and at which location. Maintain the right inventory levels and reduce tied-up cash and unnecessary stock. Simplify complex procedures in managing, tracking, and organizing your inventory actions. Go to tinyurl.com slash freshpods to start your no-commitment free trial today. You can cancel at any time during your free trial. As long as you have only one user in your account, you can continue to use FreshView to go for free. So it's tinyurl.com slash freshpods. FreshView to go, online inventory management software for people on the go. Thanks. Fresh view to go. What an incredible segue that was. How fortunate was I that that just happened upon me. So have, have either of you fine gentlemen touched the, uh, the new trackpad doohickey yet? The force. You mean force, force touched it? Touched. Yeah. Yeah. Have you force touched it? No, I have not. Uh, my lawyer has advised me not to answer that question. (laughs) Oh, all I'm saying is when I'm reading people talking about it and I even read Apple's, uh, like, knowledge base article on it or whatever it's called you're still worried aren't you no now i really think it sounds awesome because it's (laughs) it's it's doing what marketing right it's making you it's making it's It's giving feedback yeah that sounds great i've got some feedback for you guys yeah we don't we don't need your feedback (laughs) that's the feedback for me (laughs) yeah yeah but it's still gonna click as long as i can feel the click it's fine does it really click though or is it clicking you (laughs) it's a a soviet russia trackpad (laughs) Uh, i i think it sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) we're done with this topic what the force touch one no we're still going this is rich this is a rich vein the only thing i don't know is when i click on my laptop this is the only thing lex doesn't know you're so you're gonna get insights into my psyche but when i click on the (laughs) trackpad on my laptop (laughs) um i I I I can't even do this. Uh, I there's the 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 feeling of it being clicked down like it's it's a satisfying feeling on the thumb. So I sometimes hold the click down longer than necessary. And what I don't know is is just a long click going to be enough to trigger a force touch or do you have to be clicked and then click even further because I was just trying to imagine it on like an actual clickable trackpad today. I I think and, it's a pressure thing. Right. And it's just, so it's like I press once and then I just have to push even harder down because it feels so far I'm only doing it like hurting myself. Like this is pushing harder on this trackpad than I intend to push. I was just trying on flat surfaces and it's like, this yeah, is but you're doing it on a trackpad that doesn't support it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That's, that's their first step. It's like, oh, I want to try to force touch my desk. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> Why? Why? And I'm not getting any feedback. <laughs> I think, I think that it, so I mean, the force touch thing, I think, will require you to actually more deliberately like press harder. 
Um, and I think because it has that mechanism that sort of does the feedback thing, it sort of it can it can sense it, and it's like a deeper press. I don't know. Every time I talk about this, I just feel incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not going out to buy a new MacBook just for the Force Touch trackpad, though. I'll no, I just, I just want to go touch one. <laughs> uh, that's what your Apple store is for, my friend. That's and, right. you know, what's interesting is it, clearly this technology could make its way into an iOS device besides, you sure. know, it could make its way into a phone or an iPad. Let's put it that way. Well, that that is, it's rumored that the next iPhone will have a Force Touch I haven't even seen that screen. Rumor, but it, it makes sense. I agree. You just, I mean, you just wrote it. You just made it right <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. This is how rumors start. Yeah. We start. I, I think I read it somewhere. <laughs> Somebody says something. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I agree. That totally makes sense. I mean, the interesting thing about that will be seeing how developers will create things that do. Also, I wonder about discoverability, right? Because it makes me think of the multi-touch gestures on the iPad, where you can do like the four-finger swipe and the three fingers, like, yep. and it's like no, there was no way to ever know about those really unless you went looking for them. Right. Although I think the the haptic feedback on the iOS device would be immediately apparent because I think they would do it when you typed. That's actually cool. I actually think haptic feedback oh, yeah. on the iOS That'd device be nice. would be pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that I think that they would make it available to games or to to apps as well. Oh, absolutely. Right? So could, I, that'd be smart. I feel like games yeah. would get a lot out of that. I mean, you know, most modern consoles have uh, controllers that have yeah, the controllers that vibrate. So I feel like if you can there's opportunities there for game developers to give more feedback. Maybe I always think uh, it's a little, the haptic feedback in the controllers is a little over the top. I usually turn it off because it, a, it drains the battery faster on the controller and B it's like, it's, it's about as subtle as a hammer, right? Like there's only so many different types of vibration you can do. It's like you fell off something. You're shooting a gun. It's like, it's all feels the same guy. Sorry. Maybe that's why they're waiting to uh, open the Apple TV up to apps. Is haptic until they you want to force touch haptic until they get you have force well, no, touch a haptic, a haptic um, controller. Mm. Because they, you know, they don't want it. You know, they don't want to ship their own button controller. I mean, so they, so they did this. They did this thing with the, uh, you know, uh, third party stuff, which is the third party controllers for the iOS devices. I think have been pretty lackluster, and they've tried at least a couple times to try and get people to do more with them. Right, but I don't know anybody who uses them regularly because it's just too inconvenient. What are you going to do? Carry around another controller? Like a controller is going to be the size of your phone. So now you're carrying around two devices that are the size of your phone. Well, Hank uses one on his iPad. Um, he doesn't use it. All, he does not use it all the time, but he uh, he definitely, I mean, he uses it from time to time. And mostly just because it's, you know, it's I think with he's his just other doing stuff. it to annoy you. I think he no, just wants not, to annoy you. He's not annoying me. I bought him that thing. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. Sorry. He's humoring you. Sorry. That's no, that, yeah, right. Right. You're just like. <laughs> surely it's, yeah, our, so it's, a, it's about great. our relationship it's not about liking me <laughs> to use the thing do you want to bring him in here should we have a should we chat should we figure out what's going on <laughs> he would love to be brought in he would love to be brought in here he's at school i'll drive over and pick him up but it's just the the uh the touchscreen stuff has been so huge for games on ios i don't feel like the controller it seems like it takes a step backwards well, that's what I think. I don't think a haptic. I don't think a haptic one does. Yeah, I mean, like a physical one, sure, absolutely. Right. So why but. again? That seems like it makes a lot of sense to build it in because then at least you get something in terms of like. I, so I was showing my uh, my cousin's kids Alto's Adventure this past weekend, and one of them who's uh, seven, eight, um, she would like when I showed her how to do the jumps, she'd be like 
slamming her finger down on the screen and like pressing really hard. I'm like, all right, you don't need to press that hard. Um, and I, you know, I thought, well, I do that sometimes too on my iPad, especially if I'm like panicked. And I'm like, oh yeah, press it really hard. So it really jumps. It doesn't make any difference. Although with force touch, it might, uh, but the haptic feedback letting you know, like, okay, you don't have to press it that hard because we are yeah. registering your touch might actually right. be good. Maybe it'll make some touch screens last longer too. Yeah. My mother-in-law could not get the, um, the iPad. We, um, gave them an old I- iPad of ours and, and, uh, we were really hoping that she would use it. Um, <laughs> my father-in-law took right to it, but she like, she couldn't get the, the taps down. She just like, she would press so hard that it would, you know, all the icons would start jiggling and, <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you press too hard she got oh, frustrated the gonna slide right off yeah. the screen now and stopped and stopped using it um so there's probably like a sliver of people for whom that would be a benefit as well <laughs> every time i i put the apps into that wiggling mode i think of the internet meme of i don't know a couple years ago now where somebody said every time my app starts shaking i always think that they're afraid that they're the one i'm gonna delete that's what job sure. said that didn't he <laughs> I, I think, think he, he said, said that. that. I thought he said that at the uh, when they I don't remember unveiled that. that ability. I challenge you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll look it up later. Thank I'm God we do it right now. <laughs> which which team are you on? I don't, I don't dance to your tunes. <laughs> I Dan, I'm I'm the arbitrator. All right. So what do you think? Conscientious. <laughs> oh me? I don't think jo- I, I don't think Job said it. That's my gut reaction. Yeah. Is that I no, don't he didn't say it. it. He would mm. never say that. Mm. Hey, they jiggle okay. like butter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> boom i could go check that right now but i won't yeah that's the most exciting form of podcast john (laughs) yeah right Right. now you guys carry on and i'll just be back (laughs) i'll be across the room yelling (laughs) either yeah or damn it you know what's the uh my favorite app that i use every day now though what is that slack i use slack a lot i'm just so impressed dan who do you so who do you slack with (laughs) <laughs> I, I, everyone, I'm slacking with you right now. You don't even realize it. Uh, yeah, well, I, maybe that's. I the actually problem. have four Slack teams. <laughs> Can I guess at them? Yes. Uh, there's a Relay FM Slack team. Yeah, I'm on that one. Um, incomparable. Yes, they also have one. I was never invited to that one, but whatever. Um, Neither was I. That's two. Uh, MacWorld ex- expats. <laughs> yeah, I do have. I we do have MacWorld expats one, which is not really used. <laughs> Is that one of the four? Yeah, it's pretty dead. Wow. Okay. I wasn't invited to that one either, so I see where I stand. And um, the We Hate Lex Club. <laughs> that one's the most active. Sorry, forgot. I belong to five slideshows. <laughs> What's the fourth one? I can't get the fourth Before one. I will this uh, afternoon. My day job. Oh, right, right. Uh, they switched. They were on Campfire. <laughs> they switched to, to Slack, which is much better. Yeah. Uh, I really like Slack. I It's good way to keep in touch with people yeah it's like Twitter, that's what i've but heard I, but i, I oh no, you don't have any haven't slacking. been haven't been oh do we have a well, rebound slack room we can just invite asked. random people i don't need more slacks i only have the one slack room <laughs> I used to be in the, for years i <laughs> wow. was in the ool slack room but uh, these dockers are good enough for me eh, i get it yeah thanks <laughs> did you prove to yourself that steve jobs never said anything about the shaking apps uh do you guys want do you want to talk about apple pay yeah always i can't do it because i don't have one of those newfangled phones though just like the whole I, this whole thing about the credit card sign up process oh, and, and the fraud and thing the fraud thing yeah and how uh, apparently it's apple's fault that um it's not fixing credit card fraud <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so, you know, I read a bunch about this and I wrote an article about it actually a few weeks ago because there was that Guardian piece that was like the first one to start to bring it up. And I thought the Guardian piece was actually pretty well balanced in saying that like, yeah, the headline was a little sensational, but the the story was actually pretty good in terms of saying like, look, it's not, they can't break Apple Pay. So they're basically going around it and figuring out a way to turn it to their own ends, which is essentially convince credit card companies that they are the legitimate owner of that credit card and get it put on the phone and once it's on the phone you know you can just run around making payments with it all day unless you're lex <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the, 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 essentially yes. the, the problem is that when you add your card to the phone and uh, you're generally the bank has to confirm it in some way and most of the time that seems to be taking the form of like you call a number or get a text right. or something, and you have to verify it with, like, the last four digits of your social security number, which, as it turns out, is really in easy information to get to someone who's stolen your credit card. <laughs> right. But so whose responsibility is that? And, uh, you know, I there think was, it's like, it's the kind of thing where maybe it would have been nice if Apple had done it a little bit more regular, rigorously and, and required yeah. the banks to pay attention to this process. But the banks are the ones who get hurt by it. The customers yep. don't get hurt by it. Apple doesn't get hurt by it. So, you well, know, except for my publicity, essentially. Yeah. Well, that's and that's <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. But most people aren't going to pay attention. They're just going to see Apple pay fraud. No, it's complete bullshit. I mean, if you if you if you know the if you know the first thing about it, it's not going to hurt you. I mean, it's just like it's so aggravating. And you know, it, and who's being hurt by this? Chase and Bank of America. Like, <laughs> sorry if I'm not really put out by that. Couldn't have happened to a nicer, yeah. <laughs> a nicer collection of assholes. Well, so do you think this will have a impact on Apple Pay? I'm also interested in the the impact between this, and I'm somewhat interested in the Sam's in Samsung's payment system. Just because <laughs> is this like when you talked about how you were going to get a Pebble? Yeah, yeah right. Technologically speaking, the advantage right. it has is it works <laughs> in theory. It works as, it, but it can work with MagStripe readers. Which is the mm, one yeah, advantage yeah. that it has over this is that it's, you don't have to have an NFC terminal. Any place that has a MagStripe reader can, in theory, be used with the Samsung Pay thing because they basically bought a company that did this called uh, Loop Pay, uh, and they basically use a they. It's sort of the way this wireless charging works essentially, which is they use induction uh, to like fake a MagStripe swipe. So the upside to that is people don't have to invest. And that worries me because people it means people don't – if that actually cut on, people would be like, oh, I don't need to buy a whole new terminal, like a whole new POS thing. I can just use my existing one and all these people with their Samsung phones can pay here. Uh, but it's – it's I don't know. It seems – I'm curious because of all these new – like Google's got one coming out too. It's like uh, we have all these different – types of you know payment systems via phone is this fragmentation or does it not matter because a lot of them are really based on the same ideas and so anybody who updates their terminals like you can use any of these things and so it doesn't really hurt anybody Uh, i trust (laughs) the process and the process is such that samsung will screw up the software experience so much that no one will want to use it (laughs) all i know is cody's vet um has a chip reader credit card machine and if your card has a chip, their policy is you have to use the chip reader. They're not going to swipe it. And three appointments so far, once it worked and twice it failed and they had to swipe it begrudgingly. Uh, and well, the well, how time, does it fail? I'm curious. Like, like the system is offline, basically. Oh, nice. um, and so they, uh, the second time they were trying to wave the chip in front of a sensor, and I was like, I'm pretty That's sure it doesn't not do how that. that works. And they said, no, we think it does. And I said, uh, okay. 
But I'm pretty sure that's not how the chip works. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the chip has to go in the little chip reader yes. doohickey, and it's not like magic wave it in front and nope. it'll Apple pay you. <laughs> yeah, those are two totally um, different technologies. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, I, I don't believe in any of it yet. I having never Apple paid myself. I, it's just, <laughs> First of all, that's just wrong. <laughs> thank you. But the technology on display at the vet has not been super impressive. Well, Although so, they're really good at taking care of dogs' nails or whatever that's So like. the thing I run into is that I would go to Target, which of course had the gigantic data breach and put in new card readers everywhere. And even though they seem to be the kind that will take the chip thing, the chip thing's never on. And I'm like, well, that's what, what have you accomplished here? You have spent a lot of money on new hardware, and yet you're not actually using the more secure method that it provides. So I think education is the problem. This is what we've determined here. <laughs> children. Children are our future. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just give them all our credit cards. That'll Stay solve everything. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> well, uh, at least you'll be able to Apple Pay when you get your new Apple. Don't say it. The Rebound is supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It automatically rebalances your portfolio and reinvests your dividends all commission-free. Wealthfront manages over $2 billion and has saved millions on taxes for its clients. Visit Wealthfront.com rebound to get your first $10,000 managed for free. 